0: Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing, than a long life spent in a miserable way. Welcome to episode 16 of Dying for Life. My name is Neve, and today I chat to Lauren Martin, who is one half of North Design. After just one year working for an interior design company out of college, Lauren caught the entrepreneurial bug and she felt called to start her own business with her business partner, Louise. She talks about the difficulty of finding her path from school to starting North Design at the age of just 27 and the successful business she runs today with her work wifey. Welcome to Dying for Life, Start Living. So much for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. For people who don't know who you are, would you give us a little introduction into who Lauren Martin is?
1: Yes. So I am Lauren. I am 31, um, and I am co-founder and director of North Design.
0: And for people who don't know, well, most people won't know. Um, Lauren is my first cousin. Yeah. Hey, cousin. Hey, cozy. <laughs> Like I said on my solo podcast lots of my family and my extended family have their own businesses and I suppose that's probably where I think probably you as well got that drive to just go into business by yourself. But before we get into that tell us how it all started like where the passion came from when you knew that you wanted to get into interior design.
1: Um, So I suppose we go way back. So my dad first and foremost is uh, a photographer so he's always kind of I suppose from day one looking at him in that design kind of field setting up sets he was always very creative an amazing artist drawer he went to art college so I kind of always knew that growing up and kind of I suppose that I feel has influenced it a little bit um, and then my mum as well uh, big interiors fan always loved her house yeah always, her house so always inter- looks house. like laura ashley books yeah. i always remember <laughs> i'd say laura Ashley's to see her coming and they're like bing bing <laughs> but yeah no so inter interiors so i suppose i always lived in a lovely home thanks thanks to her um so i suppose those two combined whether i knew it or not probably had a big influence on where I was to take my life and um, but it didn't always start I, I didn't know that that was where I wanted to take it so kind of starting off in school I was always really creative so any I suppose, subjects that I did more so in secondary school, like art, music, home economics, anything with a practical flair to it, um, I enjoyed m- most. And then I also put my all into it. Um, I wasn't book smart. I hated sitting, although I did. I hated sitting, reading words That's and learning. Well, I thought all of our family were smart. What <laughs> yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, not, not great in that, that department. Um. But yeah, so very much always leaning towards on the practical, more creative side of things. So when I left school, I did the, which is funny because I did a complete 360, um, Put down on the CAO kind of business courses. You know, that's what everyone was doing. Why does everyone doing? do that? Yeah. I did
0: the same and I'm not... Now, I say I'm not a business person and I have a business now, but at the that's same time... That's funny because it
1: yeah. does it 360. <laughs> yeah,
0: it is. But say, like, at the same time, I failed accounting like four times or something. Yeah. I had to repeat first year just because of accounting. Yeah. It was mental-like.
1: But that, like that's where it comes down to you know when you're studying it and it's the books and you know whereas in reality and practical life it's it's totally different yeah and
0: you're never going to be doing your own accounting really like you know. yeah
1: yeah and you just have to learn this stuff as well Mm. when you're doing it but um yeah so I went into business management and DIT because that's what I got um through the the point system um and I you know did it I think for three months but I just made a call on it I was like this isn't for me and this isn't something that I wanted to kind of do in college for for three or four years so I then went back to the drawing board I was kind of halfway through the year so it was hard to kind of start on another course because obviously all the courses had started into their their term and so I decided to do it was kind of what will I do will I go down the creative side or will I do um, I always loved children and kind of you know I was toying with the idea of being a teacher and stuff like that so I had
0: no idea
1: yeah so I kind of I suppose my mom was always like no you'd be really good at that like you, you know you should do that and then my dad was like I think she should do the portfolio like that's yeah. what she should do so it was like the two different sides not that they were telling me but they, these were my two options and mm-hmm. they were obviously giving me their their input um, so I ended up doing Montessori teaching because I actually had no idea, yeah, yeah, so I did uh it was it was I think a half year course, but it was full time I so thought you
0: just like left and then got into no. interior
1: design, no, so I was like round the world back to what what I'm doing now, but uh, that's all good
0: though, because at least you kind of discovered all of the things that weren't for you, yeah, you're sure, now, yeah. that yeah,
1: and it definitely stood to me because at the time, I think I felt not panicked but you know everyone's in college and they're doing their business degrees and you know they're happy with what they're doing and they're they're going out every night and you know just loving college whereas I kind of felt a little bit like what am I doing I I didn't know what I wanted to do I knew that I should be doing something creative it's so
0: funny because I think most people are actually like that it's just yeah. not spoken about it's just yeah you're so young like you're literally only 17 18 well I was a little bit older actually I was about 20 or 21 when I was in first year of college yeah and you just, you actually don't have a clue.
1: Yeah. And it's hard to know. Like you're 18 even. Yeah. So like, and you have to decide what you want to do for the rest of for your the life. the rest of your life. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I went into Montessori teaching and I... You know uh graduated out of that and i went into working into it and i quickly found that wasn't what i wanted to do i just i love so you children. were working in a montessori yeah so when i finished the course i did a summer that where i did my placement they kept me on for the summer so they gave me a job um and doing it every day was totally different to doing it as a placement and mm-hmm you know I have so much respect for people who work in that field it is a it's definitely a calling and it's a very 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 difficult job yeah um, I don't understand
0: it I don't know why you'd want to work with it's so difficult children who are not your own yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that sounds awful but no it does and like and, but the people who do it are amazing yeah. and they're so passionate they about. they should their definitely
0: job. be paid way more and teachers yeah. like I just yeah. don't get it why no. would you want like like I don't know, twenty of my child.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Every day, all Every day. day, all day. Yeah. No, and the, the where I was working was like a, an, a a full time. You know, from morning from seven a.m. You know, working parents would drop their children off and they wouldn't pick them until up six until or six or, or seven. Yeah. So it was full time for them when they were doing long days. Um, so yeah, so kind of at the end of the summer, I was like back at square one. What am I going to do? You know and my dad was like you should do a portfolio course you know and, and I kind of like from having discussions with my parents being like you know I think it's the creative field and looking back on school and the the subjects that I really enjoyed I was like that that's what I should be doing is something practical something artistic mm-hmm. and but I just didn't know what, yeah, it what it was like
0: and did a portfolio like a portfolio course with that was that you know in any field or did it did you have to specialize in no so
1: that was the kind of I suppose the beauty of it was that mm. it was a year it was in Sally Noggin, um college so it was a full year course but you did everything so you touched on like so many aspects and you got to do photography, which I kind of thought I might have been interested in, yeah. just kind of following on. Philip would have been delighted. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He <everyone> was so <laughs> proud. Um, and, and you, you know, you touched into kind of fashion, which was, you know, I, I kind of always thought that I, I would be not not fashion because it's a very difficult industry but maybe something to do with like um costumes or something in film um that's kind of where I thought Mm. that that I would lie um so yeah so I went into that course and from day one I loved it like loved everything about it like loved the creativity I would be up until all hours doing projects you know so you
0: knew that that was I knew that that was
1: it I just didn't know necessarily what field it was going to be in um so yeah so loved the course that i was kind of back at square one in terms of reapplying to the cao or i don't know i think that's yeah still called cao that's a point system <laughs> yes um so i was kind of back to that so i applied for um a kind of a uh costume uh course in ncad and then i applied for the interior architecture and furniture design in dit That was probably my third, fourth choice. It wasn't my first. That's mad. No, and so the points I actually got the most points for the, um, the 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 fashion, uh, costume Mm -hmm. course, um, but I didn't get enough with my leaving cert points combined. It wasn't enough to get into the course, so I ended up getting the interior. Uh, architecture and furniture design course, and it was one that I was like, sure, look, yeah, let let's go for it. It wasn't my first choice, so I was and you weren't like disappointed by it or anything. No, no, it wasn't disappointed. I was kind of like, it was just different. It wasn't mm. what I thought I was going to do, but I, I put it down. I was still kind of happy to give it a go. Um, so I was older. I was kind of three years out of school, starting this new course. It was a four year course, so I was older from the get go, but. I always say I genuinely think that stood to me because from day one, again, I absolutely loved it. Like loved every minute of it, loved every module, every course. It was just something that...
0: And even though like you, even though you were probably still really young in your early 20s you probably yeah. weren't doing the whole new college thing no. straight out of school where you're just so excited to be in college that all you do is go out and drink all the time yes and
1: that's it and i kind of not that i wasn't interested in like freshers week and stuff like that yeah. i obviously i was and the people who i was in college with were but i i was more into just doing really well and you know, I wanted to succeed. I want, which is to.
0: interesting because you weren't academic in school, as you no. just said. You know, you yeah. you didn't love books and
1: you didn't no. love
0: to study. So yeah, and it's even it's amazing to see that, like, when you find when you actually find your passion and you find something that you're really interested in, how you can be so passionate about it and how you can yeah. actually begin to love yeah. books or studying. Yeah, and which and is it, what school should really be like. You know, it, it should harness yeah. those passions rather than it being just book smart people
1: Mm -hmm. and there's nothing worse I suppose than like when you're in school going into subjects that you just hate like Mm -hmm. there's nothing worse but uh yeah so I just worked so hard and loved every minute of it and you know it's funny because even in my thesis I you know I I did so well in it and that is a writing reading you know sort of thing but I just I picked a subject that I was really passionate about and I loved do you know so when you have the opportunity to pick yeah. and do what you want to do you'll put your everything into it and what you thought you weren't in terms of like book smart and stuff you thought that you weren't yeah you thought yeah, that you were book smart but it was actually just the wrong subject the wrong subjects yeah um so yeah I graduated did the four years and during that um I suppose what well, that's how I Came into interior design, but during that, I kind of knew that in interior design, you need experience if you're to do well or get anywhere. You have to get experience, and nine times out of ten, it's through internships, and that's kind of how you start out in the industry. And
0: that breaks my heart, even in any industry. Yeah, it really breaks my heart because you're essentially like you've studied for so long. I know experience is so important Mm -hmm. and you know when you think of yourself fresh out of college you're like jesus yeah (laughs) you know but at the same time i I really i firmly i don't believe in not paying anything yeah um i don't believe in free work and i don't believe in you know underpaid work no
1: like you have a value and you and you have something to offer um but i suppose i did that through college so in my third and fourth year, I did the internships. I, you know, kind of did that lower paid work to try and almost get that out of the way so that when I graduated, I would be going into full time work or hopefully going into full time work. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I suppose that was kind of my journey to,
0: <laughs> to interior design. To interior design. <laughs> so when you left then, tell me what happened. You went and worked for yeah, a company.
1: Yeah. So during third and fourth year I shift in a company and then when I finished and graduated college I was offered a full-time position there Um, so I kind of went from college straight in there Um, it was great I learned so much there I learned so much good and like so much right things to do and and wrong mm. wrong ways to do and I think people say like, you know, learn stuff on someone else's time, you know, it's, yeah you know, you have to get experience somewhere. So I value that experience so much, but I think there was always a niggling thing in me that I always kind of wanted to do something, you know, not by myself because obviously I have a business partner. I'm, you know, we'll talk about that as well. Um, and yeah. we're, you know, both in it together. We're work wives, we're 50, 50, but, <laughs> um, I always kind of wanted to work for myself and, and, and do it for myself. But I suppose I just didn't know where that that path would leave. And I I, I didn't think it would come so quickly either. Yeah. Um, because it was kind of a, yeah, we just kind of clicked. and The two of us were very aligned in our beliefs and, and what we wanted from life, from a company and, and stuff like that. And that's kind of where that uh Flourished.
0: And how long were you guys working there before?
1: So I would have been there probably almost three years, maybe with the internship. But including the internship, yeah. So but from graduating, I I graduated in the summer, and probably a year later we were gone. Yeah,
0: because I was thinking that it was only like you were still really so young short. when you started in business yeah. Like, yeah how
1: old were you when you started off um well we were four there in March and I'm 31 so I'll let you do the math
0: oh my god you are so young like <laughs> so that's young. so young for 28. Entrepreneurs. Is that right? 20 entrepreneurs are those headphones 28? uncomfortable do you want to take your no, they're okay. hair band off
1: it's probably my hairband actually yeah
0: <laughs> go. um yeah like that's mental but I yeah. suppose no, I'll let you talk about it. I'm just going to make assumptions and say you had support of like your parents and you had, you know, that backing of knowing what comes with entrepreneurship, you know, yeah. as well. But yeah. talk to me a little bit about that and how like, obviously, when you decided to leave, what were the next steps then? So it in was setting up a business. Like, did you get advice from your dad? Like what happened?
1: Yeah. So it was kind of, I suppose, Louise and I had actually sparked from the two of us were on a night out and we I actually remember the moment few gins. Few <laughs> we were like swinging our ponytails and like love to music and I remember it we were just both like you know let, let's let's do this like let's go out in ourselves and and that's how it started and then we met for dinner and spoke about it but we never kind of it was very tiptoeing around the idea for a long time and, you know, will we do it? Won't we do it? And obviously you're kind of weighing up the pros and cons, you know, you're in a job, you have that kind of stability. Um, but yeah, I suppose when we started to, to kind of when we decided that we, that's what we're going to do, I suppose the main thing was like we just had to save and have a bit of money there because obviously you're you're starting a business from nothing like yeah. literally nothing and in the line of business that that we are in people hire you from the work that you've done yeah from your portfolio your reputation and you're coming out with nothing you know mm. you, you you can't use the work that you did in no, the previous the place companies. because that's the company's work yes you can talk about it and that that holds experience to you but you can't use that as a as a reference um so yeah so i suppose that that's kind of how it started with louise and i but um in terms of the support and kind of the 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 drive of force like pushing us forward and doing it like yeah like my mom and dad have always been super supportive in whatever you know I turn my head to or whatever I want to do you know I had a very good idea of what it's like to own your own business from Mm -hmm. growing up with my dad like we rarely saw him growing up you know he was gone at half five in the morning six he was back late at night there would have been weeks where we would in bed. we would have been in bed yeah. when he left and morning. that's really
0: tough because sometimes I actually hear that directly from Noah too yeah. like we were looking back at pictures the other day on my phone and he was like oh you know remember when we used to go to the park loads and that's sometimes when I just he probably just remembers a week like last year when I wasn't as busy as maybe I am now now. Mm. and it just so happens that I'm really busy at the moment and I'm always at the desk and I'm always on the laptop now I'm always here I'm like I'm lucky enough to have my office at home and he's always around but I think that's hard to hear from your kids as well that like you're always working Mm -hmm. you know
1: and even like another big key person in my life is Graham my husband like he he himself like owns his own business he does a few different things you know he's very business minded his whole family is you know he's literally my number one supporter oh, <laughs> you know he's, so is
0: Maddie we always I, I've talked about that on the podcast a lot as well mm-hmm. like it's so impo- important to have that supportive partner because I don't yeah. think I would I definitely wouldn't have got through my first two years of business so far Mm -hmm. without that yeah like for sure
1: and even you know I would be very decisive as a person if I decide to do something I'm doing it and I'll get it done do you know that kind of way and that that's my personality but at the same time. I would worry about the financial side yeah. of things, and I'm not someone who I like to have my own independence. I don't like to kind of oh my god, lean we're the same. Are we and, from the same family? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I just don't like to be dependent on on anyone. So that 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 for me was the biggest thing because it's like mm-hmm. you know at the time you know there's two sides to it. You know, it was an easy decision for me to make in the sense of. You know, Graham and I were renting an apartment. We don't have a family. So, you know, we have very little commitments at the time. We weren't married when we started the business. So it's kind of a thing of, look, I'm young. Let's give it a go. If If it it doesn't doesn't work out, what do you you do? Just get a job. Yeah, I always say that. And Graham, you know, it it took me a very long time to get into that mindset. He was like, look, just do it. He's very like, just go for it. You know, you can do it. And, and, you know, you're doing it now. Like, why don't you just, you know, do it? um so yeah so yeah I suppose that's kind of the the people in my life so
0: how did like Mm -hmm. how did you start without that like without the reference or like the reference um projects to to look back on and stuff like that how did you build um authority and trust I suppose with your clients like because I know as well all too well when you get your first client you're like oh shit like I actually have to if this is real I have to actually do this now (laughs) um So talk to me about that and maybe that feeling when you got your first client as well.
1: Yeah. So I think kind of behind the scenes, we were
0: sneaking around Yeah,
1: photographing (laughs) everything that we could like any cushion that we helped pick in a friend's house or, you know, I was um, I helped my mom and dad. They built a house when I was in college and I was part of the process as much as I could be and helping my dad. My dad very much did. Did a lot of it but I kind of had had that process so we were able to photograph their house and um, and the same with Louise you know like she had her own place as well so we photographed that like obviously she had done work there and so anything that both of us had done we just tried to photograph it so that was our portfolio mm-hmm. um, but I suppose from how we started you know from day one we just met as many people as we could like for us it was so important to to get our name out there and meet whoever had a toe in what we did like sometimes like I always laugh and the two of us laugh about it like we would have been in people's meeting rooms and they're like why the hell are these people in here talking about (laughs) interiors like who let these people in here and we're like no but and but it's funny because like We'd be sitting in front of them, and they might have they might be like, "Yeah, I don't I don't have any work, or you know, I have nothing to do with, you know, interiors or anything like that." But they know someone who might, mm. so they might be talking to someone, and they'll go, "Oh, I'm looking for someone to do my bathroom," and they'll go, "Oh, I met with someone the other week." So that 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 was what was important to us, whether or not they had a job for us. So were you literally just knocking on doors? No, so any. Like so say James, my brother, he might have had a few friends in the industry. So yeah. he was like, look, I'll pass you on their their numbers and ask them if you want to meet See, them. It kind of was. You were setting yeah.
0: up meetings with people. Just well, we didn't to,
1: know where we know through people yeah. or, you know, and that that's one thing I'll always say as well. You never like until you kind of do something like that, you never un- like understand how much people want to help. And I never understood like realized it until you know we started our business people just want to help like they want to put you in touch with people they Mm. want which is so nice and it's so nice to to see that and experience that that you know and there's one person in particular that just put us in touch with contacts that we will be forever grateful for like we still work with them and they're developers and they've given us such big projects and you know you know you're just so thankful to to those people and um what
0: was i gonna say talk to me about it now so obviously you're four did you say four years in four business years now
1: and we were four years in march yeah yeah Which that's is blown mad. by crazy blown by yeah
0: and you're obviously growing so talk mm-hmm. to me about the growth then so it was just yourself and Louise for a long time and yes. then you started to take on yeah a few more people
1: yeah so ifa works with us hello uh, <laughs> she is uh our first full-time hire um so she's amazing she's great obviously it was uh, you know amazing for us to be able to hire someone you know that's definitely a pinch time. me moment i think yeah. in
0: business as well no matter like if you have a business partner or you're by yourself i think
1: yeah and it's difficult as well because I suppose Louise and I were so used to it, just being the two of us. Yeah, and I'd find that
0: so hard. I'm yeah. like a perfectionist bitch. So I would, I. I would find it so hard to hand mm. over anything to anyone. Uh, like, so I'm dreading yeah. that day
1: when that comes. And Louise is so. Oh my god, just do it. Yeah, it's fine. I'll still pay you. Yeah, <laughs> Louise is much better at that than than I am. And I think from day one, I was always like, oh god, you know, letting yeah. letting go. Are you of that. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, which isn't like I always find, and it's it's a huge learning curve as well for me. You know. I to have to take a step back and be like you cannot micromanage everything you like I'm a complete and great control freak you know and want to do everything myself and you know and you can't be like that you have to if you want to grow and you want your business to grow you have to hand over the reins you mm-hmm. have to let people do what they need to do and be creative and and take ownership of what you're giving them
0: that must be so hard though as a brand also because obviously mm-hmm. you've built like your style yeah. and your brand and people know you for that. Yeah. So when you hire someone, it must be so tough to give that over to them and then just be like, mm-hmm. but but make sure you still do it our way. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you want them to flourish creatively and yeah bring new ideas to your business mm-hmm. so that it will grow, but yeah. at the same time,
1: and and I suppose design as well. It's so subjective.
0: Totally, I say this to Molly all the time because I design obviously social media posts, and mm-hmm. sometimes clients don't like them, and I'm like, "What?
1: Like, yeah,
0: how can you not like that? Okay, fine, I'll just go back and do it like the way you want it."
1: Exactly, <laughs> and it is, and it is like that. So f- even for when you're, you know, you you've staff members and and they're designing, they're designing work, and yeah, okay, for for me, it's it's about a, a standard, so it has to be to a certain standard in terms of the work level, how it's laid out. The, the level of I suppose detail that you're that you're giving the clients for me that is so important and if that's not there it's not going to work it ha- it has to be there then the design obviously filters filters through that but what what's really difficult is that I mightn't necessarily like what's been put together I was just
0: going to ask that question so so you do you still send work even yeah, if you don't like it and you're it's really difficult yeah
1: you know and and I suppose that that comes back to again I suppose our business model in in a sense because we f- from the get-go in setting up north we didn't want to be a one style you know like like other companies I can nearly pick them out I know I know their their brand I, I you yeah, know yeah
0: and although you like although I said and there's elements know, yeah although I did say you have your brand and you have your style at the same time. Like if I look at your Instagram or whatever, I'm like, there are products variations. in there where they're so different, Yes, you know, and, and like patterned wallpaper and then sometimes really paired back and yeah, really like, clean. yeah,
1: exactly. And that's, I suppose that was definitely a, it's kind of part of our business model, I suppose, um, that we didn't want to be that one, you know one style and people come to you for that one style although there are elements and you will see things kind of filter through when you look at our projects um but it's very client driven like we want it to be client driven mm. because I suppose we never want to come into especially with people's homes like obviously we do commercial and and stuff but for residential we never want to come into someone's home and inf- like you know put our style in their home it's their home we want it to be designed for them so it's very much client driven in the sense of say if we were designing your home the way we would approach it is we come to you we get you to do all the talking you will talk us through your home we're asking you questions about how you live how you work how you use the spaces and then at when we leave we ask you to send us reference images so whether that be your pinterest boards or you know magazine cutouts because that instantly if I look through your Pinterest I'm like I know what Neve likes in a style and we then take that and bring it further and Mm -hmm. and push it um that's interesting because I actually did um a color psychology
0: course recently last year actually at this stage with um Adele Roach you probably know Adele and she said the same thing basically she wants to get to know the client first and see what they like Mm -hmm. before she does anything but what's interesting as well is and I'm gonna ask you what about when you have like say a husband and wife who have completely different tastes and one is like no I like black and the other's like I like white yeah what do you do like (laughs) especially if like more more than likely the wife's gonna send you her Pinterest board and how do you incorporate that in for your client
1: this happens all the time um we always say we're like a half designer half like uh mediation marriage counselling <laughs> um but yeah it happens all the time and more often than not we get two separate pinterest boards and they can be totally different and it's a huge challenge challenge like you have to to merge the two um sometimes a way in which we get around it is there'll be certain areas which say the wife will be very you know vocal about and this is what she wants and we have to pick up on that and there'd be some areas where the husband would be like you know if it's their tv room or their office in the house yeah that's where we will go heavy on what they like because that's their space well not their space but you know that's their focused space so we try and kind of push that there and then maybe in the wife's space you know we'll, we'll do it a little bit more there um but yeah it, it is a challenge and equally if we're designing you know obviously louise and i and Eva, um we all have our own individual style so it can be challenging but it makes it very interesting designing spaces that are not our style like there's been houses where you know i've been like this whilst i can appreciate it yeah it's not my style and it's difficult sometimes to put I'd a concept say so. together.
0: Like I would say so because being in like some aspects of design as well, mm-hmm. I would find it hard and I suppose I do for my clients like as well when they don't like something that I've designed and I have to go back and do it their way. I'm like, I really don't like this yeah. and I'll put it up on social media and at the same time I'm looking at it and I'm like, I actually hate it. I hate <laughs> it, but it's on their page. What can I do? <laughs> like
1: They love it. Like It is and it is and like thankfully... And then
0: I'm like, why are you paying for my services if yeah. you're just I know. making me design the way you want? I know. Sometimes you're like, I'll just
1: give you what you want. It's like that meme.
0: It's yeah. Like, what
1: do you want? What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is a challenge. And, mm. you know, and that that's where the, the team aspect comes into it. Because like any job sometimes if there's revisions or you know they've you know you're just not quite getting it and you're kind of going back and forth that's where the team comes in where you're like can you have a look at this for me yeah and there might be someone else on the team who that style will suit them a little bit
0: more that's what i miss i have to say now that i'm working on my own yeah um and i was saying this to my friend eve the other day i was like what can we do together like we need to like there's something that we like we still meet up for coffee and stuff and like bounce ideas off each other and even some of the other girls I used to work with who would be into graphic design I would still kind of bounce my work off them because I'm like what am I missing yeah what am I missing that the client's not living here yeah <laughs> you know exactly. so that's great that you still you have that team and you have that business partner there and yeah. you know you're employee now that you can bounce those things off yeah
1: and from day one as well I think you always kind of take it for granted but for having a partnership and for being Louise and I, like we've been a huge support to each other. You know, we call ourselves work wives, you know, like we're effectively, we see more of each other than we do our other halves. Um, but it's so great to have that and to have a partnership that, that works as well. Like we respect each other. We don't always agree. That's a good thing. You know, you're Mm. not supposed to always agree. We challenge each other. Um, but we challenge whilst respecting each other's, view and opinion and I think I think that's good
0: yeah yeah tell me how you coped when Louise went on maternity leave (laughs) (laughs) it was hard (laughs) Um, I'd say it was really tough because like obviously we were just talking about before we came on there like the fears and stuff in business and then I'd say it it was amplified then once like
1: (laughs) yeah and I think as well I suppose you know you put yourself under a bit of pressure because You know you're not in charge, but obviously it's it's on you, and and you want to make sure that nothing falls and nothing slips. And you know, going back to being a perfectionist and liking everything to be perfect, you know, even the the monthly income, you don't want that to fall. You know, you want you want it to do even better. You know, Mm. you you know you want to succeed. So it was difficult, and you know you put yourself under that pressure, but you know we survived and she was always there for the the support, support chats <laughs> and you know uh we met up once a month and kind of had our weekly weekly check-ins and stuff like so that so was that it was hard nice.
0: for her to switch off as well
1: oh yeah yeah it's I hard because north is our baby is your baby yeah your first baby yeah and you know even we had those conversations before you know she went on maternity leave and kind of looking at it from you know i can only talk from my perspective as well but you know it is our baby and to leave it and go off and have your own baby yeah it's, it's difficult but obviously that that brings so much joy and that's a a, a time in her life and hopefully someday my life where you want to be able to absorb it and enjoy it and being in a partnership allows us to do that mm. because I suppose if we were on our own you would have no choice yeah. you know you'd have to, to just be back and work yeah. the, the next day so you know it was it was difficult but thankful I'm thankful that you know she got that time with with her baby as mm. well and you know whilst keeping me uh <laughs> company in my days where I just needed to vent I was like are you free for a call <laughs> she was like yeah the sure no sleep. problem <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's uh it's a thing that you have to I suppose consider when you're a woman going into business yeah finish. it is actually yeah.
0: and that's something that's it's tough, but now I don't want any more kids. I've been loud and clear about that many times. Yeah, <laughs> Just because I'm selfish now, like I think with mm-hmm. my, I'm not afraid to say that with my time. And I suppose because I'm getting more established, obviously, as time goes on, I just, it's just not for me. And I have like Noah fills my cup and that's yeah. enough for me right now. It's, but it is, it's something that you have to think about as a woman and it's almost like we're given a choice over its career or motherhood, it's, you know?
1: It's, and it's the thing as well, like, I'm quite open about it, but I struggle with, like, I mm. I definitely struggle with it. And, you know, I'm just married. You're at a time in your life where, you know, where next, everyone's hey, like, "When are you like, having when your are you baby? baby? Yeah, yeah fuck off. <laughs> you know, but it is. And you're like, yeah. not now. And you feel like everyone's watching you at parties. It's like, is she drinking? She oh, my God. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, but... Uh, maybe they're not but you just kind yeah. of feel that but I suppose it is a thing where and I've had conversations to Graham about it where I'm like it shouldn't be a choice like w- why is it a choice like it's yeah. either and he's so supportive like he is just like it doesn't need to be a choice you know you know you can go back to work straight away if mm-hmm. you want to like it's not a thing that you need to you know worry about so it's you know he's he's so supportive in that that aspect but it is a thing where. It's just difficult you yeah know, I don't want to step away I, I I you know as much as you'd like to have it a, a baby it's I just don't yeah. want to step away and the way I look
0: at it like like I was saying like I was like oh why don't we go to the park anymore or whatever I mean we still we still go to the park like <laughs> but you know just maybe sometimes it's not maybe it's not you know it's once every 2 weeks mm-hmm. uh, in a certain month yeah. rather than you know once a week or something um but i saw something actually today on instagram about hustle culture and you know it's so frowned upon mm-hmm. and i actually posted a reel um a while ago because i dropped my kid to school on a bank holiday <laughs> oh <God>. i literally <laughs> okay, literally we were up and ready yeah. for school because you see i don't i'm not in an office so yeah. I don't know what it's about holiday and often I work yeah (laughs) (laughs) so uh we we got up got ready for school no it wasn't I think it was that that extra one that we were given around around Paddy's day there's actually just been so many yeah last
1: few weeks I'm like it's bank holiday again (laughs) again
0: I know I'm like I'm losing another another day of work I know (laughs) but yeah we got up and ready for school drove there I was like no I think you are he was like no I'm not in school he was Mm -hmm. he was trying to tell me like and I was like no I think you are I think Miss McAllister must have got it wrong
1: yeah (laughs) but um this was a Friday or something no it was a Thursday
0: yeah something like that anyway
1: it was it was a random one anyway something like like that that anyway and we it was one of those extra
0: COVID days anyway and we got up and we went to school and sure no one was there so I was like (laughs) right sure we'll drive home now (laughs) but I put up a reel and it was like does anybody want coffee yeah um and someone commented on it being like oh typical hustle culture you brought your son to school doesn't even know like When her son goes to school, I was just like, "Fuck off!" Like, yes, hustle culture is real, and you know what? I'm embracing it. I actually don't care. No, that it's real because yeah, I'm hustling. It's bloody hard. I've got a kid. I bring him to school every day. I'm still standing at the school gate every single day. Yeah, you know, like I still get to do that. I still pick him up. I take two hours out of my day to sit down, have lunch with him, do his homework, Mm -hmm. and then he goes and plays on the road or whatever. While I do yeah. my
1: work and you're doing both and you're doing the best job that yeah. you can do but yeah. it's it is difficult and I think as well you know this hustle culture thing it's like yes I work hard and I love it like yeah I love it I love every mm-hmm. single day and there's don't get me wrong there's days where you're like yeah we'll talk about
0: that what do <laughs> I
1: do this for yeah. and you know it can get so overwhelming but then you get that day where you're just like you stop and you're like There's not many people that get to do what they love every day. And Mm. I don't mean that as I love what I do or, you know, but I don't see what I do as work. Mm. It's not a job. And this is why
0: I started this podcast is because I'm literally always screaming at people. They're like, oh, I hate my job. I'm like, why are you still working in the job? Mm. I did the same to my friend recently. She had a, a baby a year ago and she was like, I can't work here anymore. She was working in the same company I was at the time she's like I can't do it and I'm like just leave just leave you can be a consultant just go yeah and she eventually did like but it's the reason I started the podcast because I just I'm just urging people to just go (laughs) go do what you love you don't have to be yeah sitting in that office job that you hate every single day
1: yeah and there's there's so many aspects to it and it's it's so difficult you know There, there's difficult days and like we were talking about before like mm. you don't get paid for the admin you don't get paid yeah for and the... if it was easy
0: everybody would do it that's why exactly. everyone doesn't
1: yeah but when you're doing something as cliche as it sounds that you love it just becomes a part of your life like it's, it's it's hard to describe as well because even with Graham you know he works for himself and you know we spend a lot of time talking about you know our work as you would call it but like our lives but it, I I genuinely I spend more time doing what I do in business than kind of living life. and yeah. it's just part of my life it is you know and it, it, I don't know if I'm explaining it right it's no, really hard I totally to get it, it and I don't know
0: yeah and I don't know <laughs> if anybody who doesn't work for themselves, we'll get it because yes, I you get don't it. don't switch off. No, you don't. You never do. No. And as as mad as that sounds, it sounds like we never switch off and we're just these, these big balls of stress. Yeah. It's and not, it's that. not in a drain, it's a way. passion. It's
1: a passion, yeah. yeah. And even like, when we travel when we go out for dinner or you know um, and and likewise for graham like he's in the like coffee shop business so wherever we go i'm always like oh that's a nice lighter that that's nicely done or this yeah. is nice and you know we're constantly on and he he's the same in terms of like oh what sandwiches are they doing there mm-hmm. or what the, you know we, yeah. so it's i don't know it's just forms part of your yeah your and we're
0: the same myself and maddie are the same like it's constantly talking about business and constantly talking about growing and Bettering ourselves and what can we do next? Mm. It's it's just always it's part of our lives. It's just so part All of our consuming. lives that it's yeah. yeah. It but is. in a good way, in like a good not way. in a
1: negative way. Some days, yeah. Some there days is the negative. Talk days. to
0: me about the bad days. <laughs> there are some of them, yes. Because um, I was just saying as well. Um, before we started that I was having one of those weeks where I'm just I feel like I'm constantly chasing Mm -hmm. clients like for payments and just it gets tough like there are some weeks where you're just like why why am I doing this Mm -hmm. why did I decide to do this because you're admin you're social media you are secretary you're everything to the business you know so it
1: does it gets tough and even yeah like that side of things like you're I suppose especially well we're the same now but You know, we chase all our own invoices. We invoice out everything ourselves. We do all of our fee proposals. You know, fee proposals can take up so much time. Like, you know, you meet a client. You actually one thing that's come out of COVID is we now do our initial kind of meetings through Zoom, and it's a huge time saver for us Mm. because
0: before that's the greatest thing I think to come out of it because I know like people will say maybe not because not so much communication
1: and not face-to-face meetings but they're not necessary all the time and there's a balance like I'm you know I I much prefer the in-person meetings I think there's so much that's a rule I have about the podcast actually yeah I
0: don't do zoom podcasts I just don't do them no because it's just like
1: having a chat with someone sitting across from you it's so much better um but yeah for the initial meetings I suppose kind of just to kind of explain through it, like when when a client approaches us, so say for example, you get in touch with us, um, that initial meeting is generally done off floor plans anyway. So it's more for us to kind of get a a general scope of what the works are in order for us to put together a fee proposal. So it's not necessary that we stand in the house to do that. We can do that from plans and and Mm -hmm. images that, that you would send over to us. So that's been a huge time saver for us because before we used to go to the house so it would be like half an hour 45 minutes in the car we'd spend an hour in the house we'd be a half an hour 45 yeah. minutes back then you'd be an hour doing up the fee, fee proposal all of a sudden that's like half of your day gone, gone. and you might yeah. not get that job so mm. it's a huge amount of your week when you're a two person show and you're trying to keep everything else afloat and then yeah. that and not that it's a negative obviously we enjoy meeting people and stuff but it kind of once once the the kind of fee proposal is approved we will then always go out to the house meet the client in person and start the process from there um but yeah it's it's tough fee proposals are
0: <laughs> what about when people don't pay
1: invoices that's even worse <laughs> you had told me about a client that
0: hadn't paid one
1: from yes.
0: the very beginning since you started out yeah people forget as well what really pisses me off as well is that people forget that that's literally your salary no. <laughs> like yeah uh, so you know it's we've, we've been like you, I don't understand that you wouldn't walk into a shop oh, I and just be like oh time. yeah I'll pay you later
1: I or just be like I'll pay you later time. for these
0: and just never come back like yeah. that's yeah. No, you'd be arrested like you can't just steal stuff it's I the know. same it's stealing
1: like I don't see how people don't get that like and I always refer to that I'm like you don't go into a coffee shop and go like order a coffee and then go yeah I'll pay you tomorrow like it just <laughs> No, doesn't work like that. Um, but yeah, overall we've been very, very lucky. We haven't had any kind of, I suppose, serious issues that there was one at the very beginning of our career and it was heartbreaking because you're not even a year in business, you're putting everything into a big project that you just thought everything had come. This was the project, this was what was gonna make or break you. Now Mm -hmm. we still have the, the the portfolio from it so not all is lost but it's heartbreaking we still to this day haven't been paid and it
0: probably put a bit of fear into you as well because you were like is this how things
1: are always going to be is yeah. this
0: how tough it will always be will, yeah. client, will we find it difficult to get yeah. money from
1: clients but at the same time I suppose you move on and you learn and you take things from it that you won't repeat um but and I suppose we do we do now just treated as a learning curve and will we ever get paid who knows but we're still chasing it so we'll see yeah <laughs> keep on chasing it yeah <laughs> not giving
0: up <laughs> tell me um what the future holds for north design i hate yeah. that question because everyone's always like oh i want to be bigger obviously but mm. like yeah tell me what the future holds are your plans to to grow the business to have more staff or you know are you happy with your three guys there or, you know, yeah, so there's actually more there's, opinions going to like stress you out.
1: <laughs> yeah, so there's there's actually four of us at the moment. So I forgot to mention Alex, who works with us also as well. She's new, new enough with us. Um, but yeah, I suppose in terms of where we want to take it. Yeah, obviously we want to we want to grow. But I suppose where we started, we're still so new, like four years you know, it's flown, but that's still a relatively new company. we have It's mad because it
0: feels long and it feels short at the same
1: time yeah. when you're in business, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels like weird. a lifetime, but yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so from where we started, I suppose at the beginning, you are saying yes to everything. You know, you, you don't want to turn anything mm-hmm. down and, you know, you're just taking what you can get for the experience and obviously just, you know, for the portfolio and everything. Now we're at a point where we are trying to grow to, I suppose, a, a bigger scale and not necessarily in terms of the team, but in terms of the projects that we do. So rather than doing kind of, I suppose, X amount of smaller projects, we're trying to do a smaller amount of bigger projects mm. and, and try and kind of do that turnover um into that sort of field in the commercial side of things we have a we have been doing and we do have a lot of bigger projects so we work on a lot of prs schemes um apartments uh, communal areas for those apartments so it's more in the kind of the the residential side of things trying to kind of move move that on a, a little bit um but it's hard and like i was saying to you before you know it's hard to turn down work yeah. you know you might to have a chat with a client and You just instantly click with them and you just want to work with them. Um, But it might necessarily be the size or scale of project that 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 suits your business in the time that it's in at the
0: moment. And I think I was going to ask what advice maybe would you give someone starting off in business? But I think that's like it's it's hard (laughs) because Hmm. you do the same like the advice that maybe you'd give someone. You would do the same thing yourself if you were to go back and start business again, because you have that feeling always as an entrepreneur of not lack, but you always feel like you should take the job because you just don't know what's going to happen next what's month, gonna come. you know, mm-hmm. you don't know if you're going to be quieter next month. So you're like, I, I better take all of these now, yeah. just in case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you just always end up being busy like all the time. So I think you just learn along the way, don't you, to yeah. be a bit more selective?
1: Yeah. And it's always... The Kind of thing of you'll say yes, 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 and then everything lands at once, mm. and it's like, oh god, yeah. how are you I've do had a week this? like that, <laughs> yeah. And you have those weeks, and so that's where you question your life, you question yeah. everything, you're like, well, what am I doing? But then next week will be better, and yeah. everything will settle down again, yeah. It, and it you just, just kind of have to take
0: it, yeah, you just kind of have to take it like that in the waves, and I suppose that is like everyone's like oh you you know you're an entrepreneur you must have so much free time actually no I work more mm. but yes it is more rewarding because yeah. you know I've worked tons this week maybe next week or the week after I'll have more time to go to the park with no
1: <laughs> but it, I find it so funny how people when you say you work for yourself it's like oh that's great yeah I must be able to like do this and do that during the day and you're like are you joking yeah. like it's so much more work than, I know <laughs> and I think people don't go on about it like you don't talk about it all the time where you know you just and the amount of sacrifices that you have to make you know and uh, you know even with friends and family mm. you know that you know I don't see my family half as much as I should because my mom is even like you know I, do, I don't ring you because I know you're busy <laughs> yeah and, you know and I because I can't answer half the time and, yeah. and it's the same with friends you can't or you're too tired to go to things yeah. and you know I'm very much a an introvert in, in a lot of ways like it tires me out yeah I think we would be quite, quite similar like that yeah. yeah so after a busy week all I want to do just is hibernate and yeah. I don't want to see anybody and I don't want to socialize yeah and, I'm the same you know and and don't get me wrong there's certain things where I'm like yes can't wait to go to and it, yeah
0: weddings th- and stuff like that yeah, yeah
1: but I get to a point At those things where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go home. Yeah, I know. (laughs) know. And
0: it's tough because those things are on your weekends where it's supposed to be your downtime. Like I find that really hard as well. It's stressful. It (laughs) is because you're like, when am I going to take that time to actually... Relax, yeah. mm. and like now Monday after my sister's wedding, I have obviously the day off. But there's still an event on the next day, and I'm just like, oh god, how am I gonna reset for yeah. Tuesday?
1: Yeah, you know, but like you do, you do need out. that. like Yeah, like if I have a weekend where I know I'm like out Friday night, mm. I have something on Saturday, and I have something on Sunday, I'm like panicking about Monday because I'm like I haven't had that time to myself yeah I haven't had that time to just like and that's even when I was laughing with Graham saying like you know he's always down in the warehouse doing the racing stuff but I'm okay with that because mm. it gives me my time to just yeah. by myself and um, whereas Graham is the polar opposite to me he is like He feeds off people's energy and he's always on the phone. And, you know, like in the evening, he'd be on the phone to like five or six different people. Whereas I'm like, don't want to talk to anyone. Don't want
0: to talk to anyone. I'm the same. Yeah, that's so funny, actually, because I just assume that everyone's like me, (laughs) (laughs) especially in business, (laughs) because I'm like, it's just so much. And it's so overwhelming that like you just. For me, anyway, in the evenings and at the weekends, I just want to switch off and talk yeah. to nobody. Yeah. Like literally, I'm like do my shop for the week, yeah. get
1: organized. <laughs> I'm so so boring.
0: And no, <laughs> I love your stories though, because your your Friday nights are always like
1: takeaway, like you're Indian and lighting my like, candles. Ooh. Yeah, and you're fire but that's on. my idea of like happiness just being at home with Graham with a takeaway we're going out Lauren's for dinner 31 plus 50 yeah I know. I know I'm like my dad Aww. I'm definitely not like my mom in that, that, uh, not aspect. like the Tracys not like the Tracy either then no <laughs> yeah.
0: Lauren thank you so much for thank coming you. on it's been an absolute pleasure and great to um to hear so much about North and how you got into it thank you for having me and so young as well I think it's such an inspiration for people coming straight out of college because it happened so quickly for you you literally were in a job for a year and I know like we've all had jobs and stuff you Mm -hmm. know growing up and but it was your first real job straight out of college so it's such a a big inspiration I think for anyone who's starting out in business that it's not as scary as it seems yeah even though we have our down days
1: (laughs) I can't take all the credit I do have a a 50-50 uh, work wifey business partner work wifey um, so yeah but yeah it's been,
0: been good yeah thanks so much thank you thanks for listening to episode 16 I hope you enjoyed this one if you did don't forget to share it on social media tagging at workflow underscore dying for life podcast and for some extra love don't forget to rate and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts if you want to reach out to me or to find out more about North Design or to reach out to Lauren I've left her details in the show notes Thanks for listening to episode 13. I hope you enjoyed our chats just as much as I did. If you did, don't forget to share it on social media tagging at workflow underscore dying for life podcast. And for some extra love, don't forget to rate and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to reach out to me or to find out more about Jane's business and take a look at some of her amazing nail art, I've left her details in the show notes. And lastly, if you have a business idea are building a business or are a female entrepreneur looking for a community or mentorship, join me over at Workflow. Visit workflowentrepreneurs.com for more details.